You're listening to Death of the Reader. Coming in 15th place for our 2022 recommendations is Dorothy L. Sayers with Whose Body? One of the golden age of murder mysteries for Queens of Crime alongside Christy, Marsh, and Allingham, it would be difficult to overstate the significance of Sayers' contribution to the genre as a founding member and third president of the Detection Club, as well as a trailblazer in arts academia for women. Unfortunately, it would also be difficult to understate my enthusiasm for whose body? There is a certain genius to its construction, a sharply poetic mind evident in its odd stylistic non sequiturs, and unusual, if eloquent, dialogue, but whilst that makes it fascinating to discuss, it doesn't make it the easiest read to recommend. Whose Body is the debut novel in Sayer's Lord Peter Whimsey series. You need not be a detective yourself to determine a sleuth named Whimsey is not to be quite as curmudgeonly as his Golden Age peers. Whimsey, an art collector, is summoned to the scene of the crime after returning home because he forgot his papers for an auction. His bunter, butler, uh, sorry, his butler, bunter, a former Batman, reports fourth-hand to Whimsey that Peter's mother has found out third-hand that a friend's friend, second and first-hand respectively, found a body in their bath. This game of telephone invigorates Whimsy's detectively spark, and so away he sends Bunter to his auction so that he can go meet the corpse in Mr. Thipp's bath. What follows is in no small way an elaborate reconstruction of an iconic novel, Trent's Last Case by E.C. Bentley, which you will find higher up our 2022 list. Sayers gleefully pilfered Trent's Last Case with all the heart of a diehard fan. A man in clothes that don't make sense, whose body is in the wrong place, a small network of suspects and the gamely sportsmanship with the bewildered official investigators of the case. Sprinkle on the world of finance, a coroner's inquest, and a quirky acquaintance for good measure. In broad strokes, it's by the numbers, paper-thin, golden age detection. The moments of brilliance come with the clarity of the characters, competently nuanced no matter how brief their appearance, with perhaps one exception. The only thing better elucidated in the story is Sayer's unyieldingly comprehensive descriptions of fashion. The relationship between Whimsy and Bunter delves heartily into the latter's loyalty, from witty schmoozing to powerful moments of moral support, they're an excellent team. On a conventional read, Whimsy and Bunter's relationship is undoubtedly the best part of the novel. On a less conventional read, though, there's some real quirky treats in this novel. At times, it can be tough to get along with the dialogue. Whimsy himself is, in particular, abrasive if you aren't prepared for his jarringly chameleon speech. It can verge on inconsistent as he navigates disparate social circles. The most peculiar examples come in conversation with Whimsy's sidekick, Mr. Charles Parker. At their most enlightened, Whimsy and Parker greet each other with an incongruous poetry of the facts of the crime a hallmark of Sayer's passion for verse. The paragraph switches without warning, seemingly mid-sentence to a rhyme Lord Peter has concocted to introduce his co-conspirator to the page. You'll find yourself reading that page a few times over to quite make sense of the structure of their conversation, and there's something of a charm in being forced to ponder the simple rhymes. At the worst of Whimsy's verbal digressions, you get an entire chapter that devolves from studying a letter into a disorienting diatribe of dot points on the facts of the case. Even as a voracious note-taker, it was difficult to remember the order of the alphabet by the time the chapter was done. In some ways, Sayers does pay it off with later discussions on the nature of memory, but the groundwork wouldn't have been missed if it weren't there. The largest disappointment of the novel is definitely the mystery. There is, in analysis, a small measure of joy to be found in spotting its unsubtle foreshadowing and clues-oriented witticisms, but they cannot entirely make up for how translucent the crime is. 
Other clues lead you on hunts that have conclusions, but do nothing to extract any more credibility and emotion from the answers. It's especially disappointing seeing that many of the better parts of the novel, the relationships, the poetic moments, the philosophy, all lend nothing to the crime, and the crime lends nothing back. If this novel was as good as its best moments, it would be an incredibly unique, peculiar text, gilded in a fashion that stands mighty amidst its peers. Need whose body speak? For in spite of best intentions, to write most clever inventions, whimsy's tongue-in-cheek, not enough to stun the weak. Dorothy Alsayer's Whose Body? ranks 15th of our 2022 recommendations this review season. If you're a crime fiction critic and you like dissecting the works you read, there is a lot to dissect here, especially if you're the sort of reader who likes diving into the real history of the texts you consume. The depth of speculative analysis one could commit to the poetic detours in the novel and how it reflects the rhythmic and rhyming absolutism of Sayers' translations of classical poetry is boundless. There's no doubt that if you're a fan of just reading a book, later entries in Sayers' whimsy catalogue, in particular the oft-lauded Nine Tailors, will be more your speed. There's plenty of charm in Who's Body, but you'll have a lot more fun thinking about the book than you will reading it. Make sure you get subscribed to Death of the Reader on your podcast app of choice so you can hear us assail the reputation of more beloved Golden Age mystery writers before our audience assails our reputation. Death of the Reader is your murder mystery world tour here on 2SER 107.3.